Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia, this is Money Talks. We're back. I'm Troy Harmon here with Casey Smith and Jennifer Tom. And at some point, this what? thing, yeah, huh, what? Yeah, this fade doesn't work near as well as I thought it did, but uh, hey, we're here. There we go. How about that? Uh, we got plenty of questions, and we love to answer your financial questions. If uh, you have them, please send them to us. Uh, you can either call us on our question hotline at one 429 9166 you leave your question on a recording, uh, we play it back and answer it on the air. Uh, you can also give us a call and talk to a human being at 770-429-9166, or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. Hensler is spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R. And uh, if you wanted some information for free and uh, maybe you could find what it is that you're, you're – uh, looking for the questions, the answer to the question you might be looking for, you can check out our website, which again is Hensler.com. And uh, uh, you can also reach out to us through social media. We got uh, our hand in just about every one of those pies except... Uh, I don't think we're know. on Snapchat yet, but we'll... Oh, not yet. And I can't if imagine Jennifer's how we would to say use about Snapchat. that, but I'm sure we'll be there yeah. soon. Could you imagine Dr. Gene <laughs> on Snapchat with a contorted face and weird voice? I mean, that you can do the filters, right? That, oh, yeah. We'd have to charge money for that. Oh, well, people would pay it. Yeah. Trust me. Absolutely. All right. We have a few questions this week, uh, starting with Jack from Woodstock. He says, Jones Lang LaSalle Incorporated came up in my stock screener. What do you think of this company? Uh, Jones Lang LaSalle is uh, uh, interesting. They're... they're uh, uh, commercial real estate uh, endeavor, but mm-hmm. they're really more of a property manager. It's not that they own the assets. So uh, you would think that maybe they didn't get beaten up as bad when uh, real estate, when bad things happen in real estate, like happened in 2007 and 8. That absolutely was not the case, though. They got beat up just like everybody else. Um, interesting company. Company. Uh, uh, unlike most other real estate endeavors, uh, it's mostly financed with equity. Uh, most of the time you'll see because they are asset-based, um, these uh, real estate investment companies uh, will give you, uh, you know, they, the banks will loan against a, an asset that um, is collateral for that loan. So they wind up uh, pretty heavily indebted, not in this case. Um their earnings growth, 10.46%, comes mostly from, or so it seems, acquisition. They've made loads and loads of acquisitions over the past few years. They buy uh, smaller uh, real estate service companies. It might be um, appraisers. It could be uh, other property managers. But they really just load up on uh, on those sorts of uh, endeavors. They don't pay out much dividend, which, uh, you know, it, you can understand why if they're buying uh, a lot of other businesses within their industry. It just seems like they're really consolidating at this point. Uh, they've got a wide range of uh, services they can provide across a wide range of uh, real estate types. So whether it be retail, uh, multifamily, um, you know, other types of commercial, uh, they can pretty much find a, a good manager for the, the real estate. But uh, all things considered, um, 
only they only pay out 8.1 percent of their earnings, a very small portion uh, in dividend. Uh, they're not uh, five-year earnings growth over 10 percent, long-term expectations 13 and a half. Um, but uh, all things considered, I just really am not a huge fan. The, the company is volatile, and, and the price is volatile. Yeah, I was going to say, I just noticed the beta 2.23. Uh, yes, yeah. pretty high. For, it really uh, is. A market cap of so five and a half billion. Exactly. So if you explain what beta means, it's basically how much that moves, how much the the price of this company moves relative to the S and P five hundred. So or a beta of use. one would move in perfect correlation with the S and P. Right. So now this is gonna if the S and P is up ten points, this is gonna be up twenty two. Right. So having having a high standard deviation or high volatility when it's not measured by the S&P 500 uh, doesn't necessarily mean that things are, are bad. I mean, if a company outperforms the S&P quite frequently, then it would have also more volatility than the underlying index would. Sure. But uh, when you look at this company, it is not always to the upside. Uh, Did in you say fact, whether it meets our criteria? It does not. Okay. Yeah, it does not meet our criteria. Um and uh, it's it's kind of interesting. I think probably the reason it doesn't is because of its high cost of capital. You mm-hmm. would imagine a company with 80% equity uh, is probably going to equity is more costly than right. debt. Uh, so you know it's got it's got a, a high cost of capital in that regard. Um, they've been down 8.74% annually in the last two years. So uh, there's there's what I was talking about. You know if the beta is two, and things are good. You don't yeah, sweat it. That doesn't it. necessarily mean that <laughs> yeah. it's going up just because the market's right. up. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, I think if I were you, Jack, I would uh, avoid the uh, investment in Jones Lang LaSalle. It just seems way too volatile for me. All right, so we got another one here. Uh, Clarice from Milton says, I'm trying to teach my daughter about women-run companies. You know what? Anytime you can teach your kids about the way business works, I think it's awesome. Uh, she says, uh, what are some of the S&P 500 companies we can follow that are uh, at least women-run? Um, there's quite a few of them. Uh, in fact, some of the ones that, that I would recommend looking at, just mainly because of the bias that I have, that I recommend them anyway, uh, you've got Indra Nui that uh, actually runs Pepsi-Cola, uh, PepsiCo, it's one of the uh, stocks that we recommend for most of our investors. Um, Ross Stores is another one of those companies. Uh, Barbara Rentler is uh, CEO there. Uh, Ulta Beauty, I think, is in our universe, but we don't uh, we don't recommend it at the moment. But still, a, a pretty solid run company. Ulta Beauty by uh, Mary Dillon is the CEO there. Uh, Lynn Good runs Duke Energy, and then you've got, strangely enough, some. Uh, Defense companies uh, that are that are uh, led by ladies. Uh, Marilyn Hewson runs uh, Lockheed Martin, and uh, Phoebe Novakovic. Man, I thought I was going to mess that one up, but I think I nailed it. I think Novakovic. you got it. Yeah. Well, it, it uh, doesn't Dynamics. say. Yeah, it doesn't say how young her daughter is, too. It doesn't. Yeah. So you know, but depending on the age, you, you know, there are also some companies that. You know, might spark an interest if if her child is younger. Um, right. You know, like maybe the Hershey Company. Sure. Um, Michelle Buck is the CEO mm-hmm. there. You know, Campbell Soup. 
is another one. Right. You know, we you mentioned PepsiCo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think a lot of times, especially with children, and you're trying to get them interested in, you know, either business or stocks, that if you pick something sure. that they can relate to. Yeah, Mattel Incorporated is even on there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Margo Georgiatis uh, as the CEO. So, yeah, I I absolutely agree, Jennifer. If it's something that ties kind of something that interests them to begin with, and uh, you wanted to make the point about, uh, you know, these are these are all women-run companies, mm-hmm. and you can grow up and be the uh, you don't have to be a gymnast. Right. You know, there's there's a whole lot of ways for people to succeed, and uh, this is one of them. And it's probably you know, if you were a person who goes after wealth, it's probably more long-term sustainable if you were the CEO of a company than if you had that uh, uh, gymnast. Well, and speaking of sustainability, you know, one of the measures in uh, we actually have a ESG portfolio. Yes, right? absolutely. So isn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't one of the measures in there Social, the yeah. number of women on the board? Uh, or, it's or, it's women in uh, executive positions. Or in executive positions. Okay. Yeah, so uh, ESG, it's environmental, social, and governance is, yeah. is uh, what those uh, letters stand for. And uh, the social piece is absolutely uh, something that's, you know, that uh, these companies are ranked on. Pretty much all companies these days are ranked on these three criteria. And uh, that social piece is, is uh, highly um, impacted by the number of women uh, in the in the executive position, so yeah. uh, that might be another thing. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, you know, there's there's plenty of uh, ETFs, and I don't have one off the top of my head, but we actually run a model uh, in house uh, that that focuses specifically on those uh, three criteria. It, there's folks out there that like uh, to invest their money kind of where their heart is. Uh, and the, the argument the can be made that that those companies tend to be a little bit more stable over the long term. They, right. You know the uh, performance. It may or may not outperform you know the S and P, but you add an element of sustainability to the portfolio through yeah. companies that that do environment can keep, are environmentally conscious and. Sure. Socially conscious and governance. governance you, know, you know, honestly, there's uh, we run quite a few screens to get to what we consider our investable universe, right. and uh, I think because of governance being high on our priority list, it actually gives us a good bit of crossover right. with those ESG uh, focused uh, portfolios. So, uh, great point, Casey. And uh, you know, if you if you had uh, an interest, whether it be getting your daughter interested in business or uh, focusing on the environment, we can definitely help with some of those questions. And uh, uh, you can give us a call. Casey, you'd love to be your first contact, 770-429-9166. Casey, we got something else here from Ben and Beverly from Lilburn. And before I throw that out here, let me just run it by you again. Uh, if you have questions you'd like to have answered on the air, you can uh, call our question hotline, one 429 9166 Leave your recorded question, and we will answer it on the air. Or you can talk to a human being, 770-429-9166. Uh, you could have your questions answered on the air. If you need to talk to a financial planner, you have questions that you'd like answered, you'd like for us to help you with your portfolio, uh, any of those things, we would love to help. Uh, and then you can email us at drgene at hensler.com, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. 
Uh, so Casey, we got Ben and Beverly from Lilburn. They say we're fast approaching 65. I think everybody is. It's just when you get closer, it seems like it comes at you quicker, right? <laughs> That's uh, right. Can you explain Medicare Part C and if it is something we should consider? Well, as far as whether it's something we can should consider, I'll give you the stereotypical answer of it depends. <laughs> he's he's an accountant here, folks. Yeah, welcome to the show. Yeah. Um, well, so Medicare Part C is is sometimes referred to as Medicare Advantage. It it basically is a uh, a, a private component of Medicare. So it it would replace Parts A and B. Part A is your the the portion that goes to pay for hospital care. Part B is kind of your general medical insurance, covers doctor's bills and x-rays and labs and whatnot. Part C is, is was originally created in 1997. It's called Medicare Plus Choice and became available to people who were eligible for Part A and it actually enrolled in Part B. And it still operates the same way. You have to be eligible for A, enrolled in B, and it's just a, a different alternative that allows you know private health companies to come in and they contract with the government to offer benefits through their own plans. So sometimes you can get a little bit of, of a cost break on it. It can be less expensive, mainly because they can they have the ability to use managed care plans like HMOs and PPOs, um, which gives you a little bit less expense on the premiums, but you have less flexibility as well. Um, not able to uh, choose doctors outside of a network and things like that. So it really just depends on how flexible you need to be, um, whether or not you need to consider it. You know, regular Medicare Parts A and B do cover uh, most things. It depends on your doctors. I mean, I would check with the doctors that you go to regularly, see what what types of insurance they accept. Um, you know, another reason you might opt for Part C is if you need dental or vision or hearing insurance. Those oftentimes are kind of lumped into the package under a Part C plan so you know there's there's some advantages to it um the fact that they call it a medicare advantage plan is a little misleading it may or may not be advantageous depending on your situation but uh you know it's, it's you mean the government is deceptive i'm not saying that Troy. i'm not <laughs> looking to get thrown <laughs> in the gulag or anything. and casey's home address is. <laughs> <laughs> i know where he works you know, just come, see me. come stop by that's right i'll point him right out so anyway that that's sort of the the short answer you know if, if you'd like us to Take a look at your specific situation. Give us a call, 770-429-9166. We'll be happy to, to take a look at it. There we go. All right, uh, next up we got Stu and Nadine from Norcross. They say, we're looking at our portfolio with a new advisor. Interesting. Uh, there are a few stocks he recommended we sell. Uh, they're all long-term holdings, but we wanted to get a second opinion before we pull the trigger on these. Uh, Hasbro, Duncan Brands, and Fifth Third Bank Corp. Um, tell you what, guys. These, uh, I'll start at the back. Fifth Third, Fifth Third Bank Corp. is a bank. It's not a real exciting bank. Um, their earnings growth has been slightly negative for the last five years. Uh, expected to be slightly positive for the next three to five years. Uh, all things considered, you know, they're, they're kind of average when it comes to uh, managing their portfolio of loans. I just don't see anything compelling about it. Um, I would encourage you to consider taking your advisor's uh, advice and moving away from that. Now, Duncan Brands, 
obviously, I think we all know what Dunkin' Brands does. It's the donut folks, uh, coffee and donuts, right? If you tell me this is a sell, I don't know what I'm going to do. And Baskin Robbins too. So ice cream and donuts. Yes. And you're, you've got me to tell you to sell it. Nah, I don't know. It's uh, it is pretty heavily indebted. Uh, some of the things they've done uh, lately, they've got um, uh, they've they've bought back so much of their stock that they've basically gotten negative retained earnings. So it's uh, it has eaten their uh, their equity to nothing. So some of the numbers get distorted. Uh, when you have no That's equity, it's hard to say. Day. Yeah, it's hard to say <laughs> that you have a reasonable debt to equity. You can look at the debt to assets, and in this see case, what you did there with the, they ate their own equity. They <laughs> ate their own equity. Yeah. Oh uh, well, I mean, if you're Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. you got an appetite, I would imagine. It's clever. Yeah, uh, debt to assets, seventy-five point five. It's a pretty high debt ratio. Uh, some of the other things, uh, you know, the EVA spread, which I look at it a lot. Return on invested capital minus their weighted average cost to capital is uh, positive, 5.2%. You don't always see that, but uh, in this case, you know, it's been positive. Um, They've got $3.39 billion in total debt. You're going to have to sell a whole lot of donuts and ice cream to cover debt like that if, uh, uh, you know, if if, um, the economy hit the skids. But these are things that I think are almost staple-like, are they not? KC, do you eat a staple in my life. (laughs) I was going to say. The blueberry blueberry donut at Dunkin' Donuts. Blueberry cake. Yes. Sour cream. I mean, I'm a fan. Sour cream Uh, is good as well. So, you know, either way, I I guess if you're you're worried as much about paying big taxes, if you've uh, uh, stood by the stock while it's gained significantly, then, you know, you could probably make the case to hang on here. their their valuation doesn't look too bad. It's higher than the market, but it's uh, lower than their longer-term average. So uh, all things considered in that regard, I, I would tell you, hang on to it. Hasbro is another one of those. Debt-to-equity, 92.4%. That's a, a pretty uh, high ratio, but uh, still probably manageable. Five-year earnings growth, 12.5% is what it has been. Expected to be a little less than 10 going forward. Um, it's a, you know, it's a toy maker. It's going to be seasonal. You're going to see lots of earnings in the fourth quarter. In the first and second quarters, you're not going to see much because they sell most of their goods around the holidays, right? Um, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's appreciated 15.5% annually since the last market top. So that would have been October 9th of 2007, back when we had our previous market top. We don't know what the market top is now because it seems to make a new high every day, but uh, Hasbro has done quite well. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I think one of the things, though, I'd like to talk about uh, with regard to the fact that they have a new advisor and they're right. recommending that they sell those. I mean, we typically are in the same situation, on a, you know, a, a lot, lot of times. A lot. So people come in and they have their portfolio um, we have our, what we recommend, and so we want our clients to be invested in what we recommend. Now, that doesn't mean that we always just can go in there and sell everything that isn't, you know, sure. what we recommend because sure. you do have to look if it's in a taxable account, are there tax consequences? Sure. Um, you know, so we start with the ones that don't meet our criteria um, and, you know, liquidate those first. Then we look at the tax consequences and we look at, you know, what we can do. But over a period of time, we would like to get our clients into what we recommend because 
you're going to judge us on the our performance. But if you own things that aren't our recommendations, our recommendations then it's going to skew that number. Absolutely. So. Yeah. If, if you like the advisor, absolutely, uh-huh. Jennifer. I, I think you're best to uh, – uh, your default should be, let's go with what they tell us. Right. Um, if, but if but have, again, if it were a, a huge tax consequence. Sure. There. I mean, we they, absolutely will not, you know, just go. I mean, because that's right. going to affect your portfolio as well. Yeah, so and we you don't might wanna... be able to manage that over multiple years. Sure. And we know that recessions happen. So, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. those get beaten up or you have a... a uh, something in your portfolio that has a loss. Sometimes you can sell the, the item for a loss and sell part of that that's got the gain to kind of manage it lower as, as time goes by. Uh, but you're absolutely spot on, Jennifer. No matter what I tell you about Hasbro, I think that's probably the absolute best advice. Hasbro's been good. Uh, it doesn't meet our criteria, but uh, I, I can understand holding that one as well. All right, well, that wraps our show. Uh Jennifer, up or down? I'm going to go up. Can't Casey. be flat two days and two weeks in a row. I'm going to go up too. Yeah, up here. It's been a slice of heaven. Thanks for listening. Money talks. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.